Welcome to Filthy Friday Foreplay, the podcast that invites you to get to know the humans in our filthy community a little better. My name's Beanie, creator of Filthy Friday, the UK pole industry's first fully diverse and inclusive space. And I'll be sitting down with some of my filthiest friends as we bear all from pole to soul and everything in between. Aya loves, guess who's back? <laughs> have you missed me? I've missed you, you better have fucking missed me. Anyway, I'm back. It has been a few weeks and so much has happened in such a, a short amount of time. Um, So I'm probably just gonna talk shit for like 45 minutes. You know what? It might even be not even 45 minutes. I can't even get my words out. Um, happy Pride Month. Everything's so bright and I love Pride Month and it's so nice to see everyone just doing the thing, spreading the gospel and yeah, I'm fucking, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Do I sound tired? I am fucking exhausted. And last night I decided to take myself on a date. So my mum had baby for a few hours and I took myself off to the Northern Quarter and had like five Proseccos. Um, if I had a whole bottle and I fucking out shit faced, absolutely steamboats mate, like legit. It, it it honestly so in like it takes me like maybe one or two drinks to get a bit leery. I'm loud anyway, so you know one or two and definitely two. I'm good to go. I'm ready to party. Let's fucking go. And I just sat there and I was like, I don't give a fuck. Top me up. And I was like, can I just? How much is the bottle? Yeah, I'll, I'll have the bottle. Um. And it was just really nice. It was really, really nice because since things have reopened, is it just me or does anybody else feel slightly overwhelmed? I, yeah, I'm so happy to be back. So happy to be working. But on, you know, just with family stuff going on and dealing with my own shit, then I've got a kid, then I've got classes. And every time I open my inbox on any platform, Beanie, can you? Beanie, have you? Beanie, do you want to? Beanie, will you? And I'm just like, fuck all of that. Fuck off. So last night I was like, kiss my ass. So what? I am going for a drink on my own. I don't want to have a conversation with anyone. I don't want to talk about anybody's problems. I don't give a shit tonight. All I want to do is sit, sort my diary out and get a little bit tipsy. And it was fun. And usually I will make friends with anyone who's around me. And last night I didn't even make eye contact because my energy was like, (laughs) you shall not pass today. That is not happening. And sometimes you've got to be like that, you know, especially when like I'm if you've met me like you know like I'm I'm loud and I will make time for anyone 
anytime, you know, and I feel like, especially during lockdown, having my own problems and then still helping people with their problems. And like I said, I don't mind, but I feel as though I keep reaching this point where I feel as though I'm not going to have a breakdown, but I just feel drained, just entirely drained to the point where I feel emotionless. Um, I don't know if anybody else gets that where I'm just kind of like I've checked out and every time, like that's that's happened maybe four times since, when was baby born? March. So I had a really good few months, we were in lockdown. So probably about four or five times in, in less than a year, let, let's just put it that way. So I've reached that point so much and funnily enough, it's not, it's never baby related or home related. It's always work and people outside of my direct circle. And, you know, yeah, like people always say to me, like, you know, you need to be a bit selfish and you need to protect your peace. And sometimes I struggle. And the, the annoying thing is I usually go mad at my mum for this because my mum's very giving with her time. And I always, I'm like, mum, you can't do it anymore. You just need to tell people that you're not available at the minute and you'll get back to them. Like they will find someone to help them. It doesn't always have to be you, but I'm exactly the same and it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. So yeah, I reached that, I'm, I'm reaching that point again. So if you've sent me a message and I've opened it and seen it and not responded, that's the reason why I'll go through my DMs at some point and get back to people but I'm just I'm I'm not I'm I'm mentally and emotionally not available um I I've got a son and I just kind of feel as though I need to be the best for me so that he gets the best out of me also so I'm kind of selfish now and I'm cool with that like as long as I'm happy and I'm not having regular meltdowns and breakdowns and feeling you know, constantly overwhelmed, which is good, then I'm cool because I used to always feel like that before I had Theo, I would, I felt like I poured so much into everything. Like I can't do things by halves. I'm either not doing anything at all. So I, or I'm not giving or it's empty or I'm completely so full that I'm overflowing. Do you know what I mean? And I'll give you everything. I'm the same in friendships it has to, if you do something for me, then I naturally want to do 25 things to you. So the ratio is one to 25. And yeah, I at least want to match someone's energy. And sometimes it's a lot. I have a lot of friends. So sometimes it's a lot. So that's where I was at. Took myself for a drink, got shit faced. I'm fucking exhausted. My voice is gone. How am I losing my voice when I didn't talk to anyone? I must have. I must have had a conversation. Do you know what? It was the Uber driver. <laughs> oh my God. You know, when you go on a night out and you fucking wake up the next day and you've like got a tattoo or something, you're like, how the fuck did that happen? And like, you start to piece things together. That's literally, you've witnessed that happen. That's happened just in this moment. So I ordered my Uber and um, because in the Northern Quarter, the tables are outside. So um, you can't drive down certain, it was a fucking mess anyway, like one way nightmare. So it's even shittier now. So, 
So I ordered my Uber and I was looking on the map because it said he'd arrived. So I was like, where the fuck is this guy? And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking and he's across the road. So I looked at the uh, registration, matched it up. It was my guy. He had his window down. <laughs> so and I, I'm stood on the corner like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Rather than just fucking walking over, just walk over. Sabrina, yeah, okay. I'm fucking screaming and waving. Oh my God, what a dickhead. And then um, I didn't get his attention. And then I looked and found his name on the app. So I shouted his name and then just waved and walked over. And he was just pissing himself when I got in the car. And um, he was just like, good night. And I was like, great fucking night. Oh my God. If I wasn't doing this podcast, I would not have remembered that. I would not have known why my fucking throat feels so dry. I must have been shouting really fucking like, oh my, oh, (laughs) what a nightmare. I'm a nightmare of a human. So anyway, that's where I'm at in life. Where are you at? How are you feeling? What's your vibe? Like, tell me everything. Share, let's gossip, grab a drink, sit down. Let's do this. So yeah, been a few weeks since I'm... our last episode, which was with the wonderful Lauren Elise, and we spoke about movement supremacy. And the episode prior to that, I spoke about um, feeling a little bit shitty and what I did to kind of find value in my movement, and you know to, how to how I dealt with feeling as though everyone was better than me, and you know it was a whole thing. If you've not listened, go back and listen. They're two, two really interesting um episodes to listen to and the episode that I did with Lauren has been the one of the most popular episodes and has had a lot of listens within the the first eight days um of the episode going live so I'm really really happy with that because Lauren is so knowledgeable and if you follow Lauren I feel as though the advice and everything she spoke about is, especially to me, um, it's like a golden, a piece of gold. Like it's priceless. It's absolutely priceless to sit and have that conversation with someone and get that knowledge from someone who flows so beautifully and from someone who is entirely honest. Um, that's one thing that I love about Lauren, you know, it's the honesty, it's the, how organic she is in her existence, in her movement, in everything. She's just genuinely a, one of the most beautiful people inside and out that I have ever met. So that conversation for me, even though we were both exhausted was yeah, like, like a piece of, a piece of gold. Um, so I'm really, really happy that a lot of people listen to that in a short amount of time and people are still listening. And again, the feedback and the conversations that I'm having outside of, of this podcast with people on social media is is wonderful. I actually messaged Lauren to say to her, listen, oh my God, I've had such great feedback about the episode because a lot of people are feeling the same. 
And again, same with my episode, a lot of people were feeling the same. A lot of people were feeling down and the two went hand in hand. I mean, the episode, um, finding value in your movement, I think that's what I called it, um, that I did on my own was inspired by me and Lauren um, putting together our episode. So if I was feeling it, you know, and other people were feeling it, then it was definitely necessary and definitely needed. And again, that's what this podcast is about. It's, you know, it's so, it's it's here to give you information and it's also here to make you feel as though you're not alone in in anything, in anything. Like we have a huge, the pole industry is, people say it's small, it's, it's huge, it's massive. And there are a lot of crossed wires and, you know, there's a lot to learn and, I think it's really important to have platforms like this and other podcasts and people who share a lot of infographics, bloggers, vloggers, the works. I think it's really important to have those platforms, especially because I think sometimes when you put things out on social media, it's kind of, yeah, you get to say your piece, but because people can directly respond again, like there are some comments that can completely entirely change the narrative of, of the original post. And I hate that because in that moment, it's like, okay, just, can you just appreciate the post? Like some people are happy to have the conversation, but I think there are people who are always on the attack. Um, so when we try and get our voices out there, it's people can, can always come back with something. So I find that vlogs, blogs, podcasts, a really good way of sharing information without a ton of voices coming back at you. It's not a conversation, um, as so I mean it is, but it doesn't involve a million people, but it also does, if that makes sense. So um yeah. I feel like I've just waffled on about nothing. No, that makes sense. I, I know I know what I meant. If you didn't know what I meant, just message me and I'll get back to it in like 25 to 62 business days um so yeah one of the most popular episodes we got some great feedback and I just want to know like I'm really um intrigued to know that you know how to find out how you're feeling uh how you're feeling in your movement how you're feeling since studios have opened has anything changed for you um yeah like have as a student are you vocalizing your feels to your instructor as an instructor? Are you, vo- you verbalizing your feels to your studio owner as a studio owner? Are you listening? Um, you know, it, it's a, we're all part of, of a team and we really should be working together to kind of, you know, make things nice. I'm not saying that it's not nice, but you know, that's, that's how, how, that's how I see it. That's, that's how I see how this works. It's just a circle, a circle of people verbalizing what they want, vocalizing what they want, their needs. Um, and it coming full circle right back round to make classes and studios a fucking beautiful place. So yeah. Um, after the episode with Lauren, um, I, I was making some changes anyway, based on where I was at in my, in my pole journey. We had a long lockdown. 
I had a major surgery. Uh, I'm dealing with injuries from post-pregnancy issues. And I, I had to change things up for me. So in my personal journey, things had changed for me quite drastically. Um, I'm doing more rehab, more physio, more feeling better, more, more work to kind of help me to feel confident on the pole, which I definitely do. I feel as though my free movement has changed, um, quite a bit. It's very repetitive. It's really repetitive, but I'm always finding new pathways, which I really, really enjoy. So that's where I'm at. So because my personal life and my training has changed for me, then that means that things have changed for classes. So I'm kind of trying to, rather than focusing on, I mean, it's Filthy Friday. Like I really enjoyed that people could come to class and just dance and have a good time and cheer for each other. And I've noticed that because the structure's changed a little bit, I mean, it's what I did anyway, but I feel as though I'm enforcing it more, yeah, to to fit my new lifestyle and to also see whether, you know, it's trial and error to see whether how people respond to, you know, the way that I teach and I think it's important to switch things up. Um, I'm not saying everybody has to do that, but I think it is important to kind of switch things up and see what works for you, see what works for your students. So we, I'm working on spending more time on combos, which again, I had a whole class dedicated to this. And then once I got pregnant, we didn't do the class anymore. So I'm trying to bring that into the Filthy Friday class on a Friday and also Melanie Queen. So focusing on movement, seeing how everybody does what I've shown them. So I'll do a silent demonstration and then we'll go through it together and then I'll get them to do it and see how they do it. I'll ask questions. How does it feel? How do you feel? Have a look at yourself now and see what you like. If there's anything that doesn't work or that you're you're not feeling, let me know because we can change that up. We can work together to change that up because just because it worked for me, remember this has come from a freestyle. So my freestyle suits my body and it's mine it's unique to me. Not everybody has the same body, the same feet as me. Like my feet are trash. Don't ask me why I picked feet out. Like feet, my feet aren't part of my body. And then we'll work on changing it. If it doesn't feel right, let's change it. Let's do something that suits you, boo. I'm, you know, I'm here for it. And like I said, that's something that was really important to me in the beginning because I didn't learn how other people learned in their classes and furthermore when I I started pole in a studio but then I left and bought a pole at home so I'm 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 self-taught so it's kind of like I don't I don't learn I haven't learned the other way the same way other people have and I kind of it's I feel like it's a different way of teaching um, because there's no by the book. Nobody showed me how to do this. I have to figure out the biomechanics. I have to figure out where our grippy points are. I have to repeat and repeat and repeat to fight so that I can describe, okay, it should feel like this. 
And there's a lot of to and fro in, and I'm liking that there's more conversation in class, um, which is really, really nice. I'm enjoying smaller classes. I think everybody gets the best from me when there's one to a pole and the classes are smaller. If that's going to change, then we'll deal with it. But for now, I'm really, really enjoying teaching this way. Um, it's just a really nice number. It's a nice space. And people, you know what I really like about it? I really like that when my students are dancing and jamming around, other students will sometimes stop and just take in what another student's doing. So the energy's not just coming from me. And I've never wanted it to be like that. I don't think it ever has entirely. But yeah, I really, I really love those moments where students are sat just praising other students and learning from one another. I think that's also really, really important because there might be something that I've missed. So by allowing this time and allowing students to kind of vibe off one another with my guidance and me making sure, okay, well, yeah, we, let's try it that way. And obviously I know the safe, the safest way that we can do that. Let's see if we can achieve that. I'm fucking here for it. And the smiles on those faces, yes, God, yes. Like I'm so, like I am beaming just thinking about it. Like this job to me is fucking everything, you know? And I'm a mother now. So like I, I have this whole human that I've created and he is my world, he's everything. But, <laughs> there's always a but. I get the same kind of feeling when I'm teaching and it's like seeing somebody do something. Oh my God, I'm so emotional. Am I actually gonna cry on this podcast? Oh my God. <laughs> it's just amazing. Don't cry, what the fuck? Oh my God. Let me just take several sips. A bitch is emotional, jeez. So, let me explain why I'm getting emotional without crying. So, when people have been through it, I'm not gonna get through it. When I'm very close to my students and I'll always ask for them to please follow me on Instagram so that I can follow you back. Um it's the same way that I feel about the Filthy Friday community. So my classes are an extension of this community. Um, Filthy Friday classes are a mini Filthy Friday. Um, they all fall under the same umbrella, obviously. Uh, so I feel, I, I get attached to people anyway. Um, I just, I love humans. Like it's, don't get me wrong. I can be an absolute shit cunt, but I am a lover of people. So I follow people's journeys, um, whether that's inclusive of me or not. I follow people's journeys quite, what's the word? It's on a stalkerish level. I just want to know how my people are doing. I just want to see people live their best life. I want to be there if someone needs someone to talk to because there's a lot of shit that I understand. So again, that's why I always feel overwhelmed and my glass is always fucking empty because I've given so much. But yeah, when you know people have been through so much and then they come into class and that's their safe space and we're on a level and the energy is just right and you see them not just vibing with me and connecting with me, 
not just connecting with other people, but really connecting with themselves. It's so fucking special and magical. And this job is everything to me. I have not been this happy in a job in the longest time. And I give everything. I try so hard because I want to be good for my students, for my people. And that's why this whole movement supremacy, I don't want someone to come into my class and see me do something and completely struggle and me just bypass it because it's going to leave them feeling like shit. You know what? Being honest, sometimes that happens. It does happen. It depends on where that person is. It really does. You know, are we willing? I've been there. Are we willing to give it another go? Or are we just kind of going to sit this one out and feel a bit shit, which is okay. Feel a bit shit. Watch other people do their thing for a minute. You know, things take time and practice. And that's not exclusive of just our movement like this is this is a whole a whole thing like this is a whole journey it's not just the physical shit we're doing it's emotional it's mental you know where it's everything so you know sometimes things aren't gonna work but I do make sure that I'm available let's fucking have a conversation about this I'm always around are you okay I just saw that in class you got a little bit you know but we can rectify it and I'll always mix some difficult stuff. My classes are open level because I can't put, because everything does come from, you know, a freestyle. I don't know what I'm going to teach. So it's open level for that reason. It's suitable for absolute beginners. There's always an alternative if you can't do something. And it's super, it's suitable for advanced people because sometimes I'll add something tricky. But yeah, like, I feel like I've just really waffled. Um, but yeah, I just had to explain why I get emotional. Like it's a lot, everything we do, getting up and getting on that fucking pole and bearing everything, like literally from pole to soul, bitches. Like that is what we do. So that's why I get emotional because every person that walks through that door means so fucking much to me. And it's just so beautiful to see someone coming despite the odds you know and I know personally that some of my students are going through the fucking worst shit but when they come into that studio they're like right beans I'm fucking here ho let's do this and to see them smile and love them love on themselves so much is yeah and you know why I'm getting emotional as well here we go again let me take a sip hold on let me just smash everything in the meantime. That's my child. He's just woken up from a nap. It's because I'm going through the same thing. There's a lot going on. And I'm really feeling a lot. But same for me as an instructor, as, as your guidance person. When, when I walk in that studio, I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking here. I am ready 
Some days I might want to leave my shit at the door. Some days I'm going to bring it in with me and I'm going to fucking dance it out and have a great time. So that is why it's so important to understand that the way that the the pole industry wants us to be and would like us to be doesn't work for everyone because we're all at different stages. We're all going through different things. And I want my classes, if my classes were like a physical, tangible thing, they would be malleable as fuck. I love that word, malleable. Swallowed a dictionary. Because, like, I don't want someone just because they can't invert or just because they can't climb to fucking drill conditioning. I don't fucking want that. If they want to do that, if they're like, beans, how can I be better? How can I get into this? Okay, ho, we here's some conditioning exercises. Give them a go. But I'd rather you just moved around, like if, you know, like, can we do some movement? See how you feel, you know, like this whole structure of point your toes, arch your back. Not everyone can fucking do that. And it excludes people massively. And the tone of my voice is changing because I'm so passionate about this. Like it excludes people. It makes people feel like shit. If you're going to a pole fit class, then fair enough. And again, this isn't even, this isn't to shit on other instructors, but it's not how I teach. It's not how I ever want to teach. If you want to flex those feet, flex the fuck out of them toes hole. Like I am, if you're feeling good, I'm feeling good too if you want to do what I'm doing, then, you know, we can do that. But I'll always encourage students to do what feels good to you. It's all about having a conversation and it's all, it's about allowing yourself as an instructor in inverted, inverted commas, in air quotes, air quotes. (laughs) I'm good at the words, but not so much the, um, conversation punctuation. Um, I'm going to go and tend to that baby in a minute. Jeez, he's not, he's not letting up, is he? He sounds like a fucking Diplodocus. Um, and now I've forgotten what I was saying. So on that note, I'm going to take a little break and I'm going to feed that baby and I'm going to come back and we're going to finish this conversation. And I'm back just like that. It's been about four hours in real time. And for you lot, I think it's been three seconds. I've done so much in that time. But anyway, let's get back to it. So I was talking about how things have changed and things are changing for me and the way that I like to do things. And I really want you to know that and understand that it, it, it this the words I'm saying never come from a preachy or judgy place. I personally just want the best for myself and for my students, um, for my people. I want them to get the best out of me. And, you know, it's just, again, it's just me getting my words out into the universe. If you can relate, um, if this helps you, then that's fantastic. But what this is doing is it's really helping me as well. It's like manifestation um, and just just getting my words out into the universe. So I never want anyone to listen to this and think, oh my God, like Beanie needs to get off a fucking soapbox and she needs to stop preaching and thinking she's holier than thou because 
honestly it's not coming from um a bad place it's not come my words don't come from a place of judgment again this is as much as this podcast is for people who want to listen it's also for me I like listening back and I like learning from myself and seeing how I was feeling in the moment and I make notes as well I'm like "Mm, beans yeah you were really feeling you know you sounded good then so you know this is really really good for me it's therapy and um, it helps me to find peace and, you know, set goals and, and all of the good stuff that, that comes with being in in our pole industry and, and being the creator of a community that is so very based on being yourself and finding peace in your movement and understanding yourself and finding value in yourself and other people, inspiring and being inspired. Um, so yeah, like I just wanted to, just wanted to get that out there. Have you noticed the tone of my voice has changed as well? Um, my baby's asleep. I've got the baby monitor here, so if you hear anything, any goo goo gagas, like it's him causing shit. He gets serious FOMO. Um, if he can hear me having fun down here, it's game over. So I'm trying to change the tone of my voice. So he's like. Mm, that doesn't sound too much like fun. I'm going to go to sleep. Um, so yeah, like just, just going back to what I said before we took a little break. Um, for me personally, it's really important and, and necessary and it helps me grow and learn when I can accept um, criticisms and feedback from students. Um, that helps me to create a space where everybody feels valued and everybody feels as though they have they have you know first and foremost they have a place to exist and do their thing and it's not all about me it's not do as I do so I'm really really open to I mean like I said my people um are are my friends I'm I'm quite close to a lot of the people I teach so they know that they can you know, come to me and be like, you know, I really like to work on this or this didn't feel too good. It really, really is. I can't, you know, stress enough how much of an open space it is. And that's really helping me to, you know, to combat um, movement supremacy and to help others understand that, you know, it's, as long as you're safe, it doesn't matter how you do some, how you do a thing. We're, we're all going to reach the same end goal. It's just that, you know, we're going to probably reach that end goal differently. And you know what I find really interesting? Um, there are a lot of things that people do. So there are people who um, I've seen it go around, you know, trying to, and again, not preaching. I've just, I've just noticed it and I just thought I'd bring it up. Um people have different ways of getting into moves and um when I do a pole climb my the foot that I put on the full the pole first so for me that's my left foot usually the the foot usually hooks around the pole and I always thought you know like I was kind of led to believe oh that's an ugly foot so I spent some time after seeing other people do it trying to point that foot um, to get into a climb just to make it look a bit cuter but it doesn't work for my body I don't feel secure when I do it that way and um, especially not now having been off the pole and um, for a little while I mean obviously I'm building the strength up but um and I spoke about it in my story and I had um a really um informative um 
I open a message from a friend of mine, beautiful friend who is an ex-stripper and she was basically saying the kind, the hooked foot kind of thing is that's how strippers do it. Like, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stay true to, you know, the, the founders of, of our industry, of our, our, our love. And I'm going to keep it that way. So again, it's kind of, you know, in, in our search for, better I mean like like I said there's no right or wrong way you know are we are we kind of contributing to the it's so late I've forgotten words the erasure of our founders and you know it's it's a tough one because your movement is unique and your movement belongs to you but you know it really gave me something to think about and it made me feel proud that that's the way I do it and it made me feel really proud that you know someone has you know told me and came to me and was like you know what from my experience this is how um strippers um climb the pole so that was that was really interesting um so my my hooked foot, which would probably be known um, to some people in the industry as the ugly foot, which it's not ugly to me, it's beautiful. Um, I'm not going to injure myself and I'm not going to make things harder for myself by trying to reach a certain aesthetic um, that doesn't work for my body type. So the, the, hook, the hooked foot is still very much um, a part of, of how I climb the pole um however when I'm teaching if someone I will I'll suggest it oh do you want to try entering that with um if they seem if they you know they're strong enough and you know have got the technique down you know it's something that I would allow um a student to explore and again you know it is just it's trial and error and that's just you know, I'm I'm a, a mess of a human and I'm never going to change that. I'm never going to try and be something that I'm not. So it's it's all about trying and seeing and just, again, having those conversations. Like, do you, would you like to try this? Um, how does that feel? Um, try it this way. Oh, switch it around. Have a look in the mirror and see how, you, you know, it, how it feels and how it looks and you know, it really is just about that. And I, I, in this moment, I just want to give a huge shout out to some of my movement um, inspirations. Carmine Black from the fucking beginning has been, she is so honest in, in her journey. Her movement is so unique. She is sexy as hell and has been one of my, like from day one, has been someone that I've looked up to as... Um, as a dancer, as a mover, because those hips don't lie, baby. And I really, again, like I can't do what Carmine does. So she inspires me to be me. That's the thing. Um, I can't, I can't do those things. Like there are some things that I've tried and I'm like, hell yeah. But again, like Carmine very much like really inspires me to um and from the beginning of my pole journey has inspired me to embrace and go with my natural movement and see where that takes me and to think about how how my movement develops from 
Um, again, from like the fundamentals and pathways and just everything. Like I, I love Carmine so much. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Lauren Elise, obviously, Movement Queen, Josh Taylor, um, Marlo Fiskin. Um, just like there's actually so many. Now I'm naming names. Like there's actually so many people. Jade Roxanne. Oh my God. Like where do I even, where? Like this list um, could go on forever. Dalton Rhodes, um, Anakia, just, yeah, loads and loads of people. Um, and the funny thing is, like I'll probably dedicate like a whole nother episode to talking about um, the origins of, of my movement and how I got to where I am. Um, because I feel like sometimes um, my movement, it's, I love watching myself dance. I love how it feels. And it's given me a level of confidence that I would not have found through doing, you know, through any other activity. Um, but, you know, the, it's not very tricky, but I am sexy. I'm fucking sexy. And I will, I will. I'll dedicate a, a whole episode to talking about, you know, how I, how, how I kind of came to fuck me style, filthy flow. Um, and why I call it Fuck Me Style Filthy Flow. So yeah, we'll we'll go into a bit more detail um, in regards to that. But, um, right. <laughs> so there was no segue. I, ain't nobody got time for a segue right now. I, I am tired. I have done so much in that time that I was away. So I'm gonna talk about my audition for an underground club uh i don't even know where to start so um i have auditioned before and there was a time when nowhere would hire me and i was struggling and i i'm just like you know what like this this is this is what this is what i want to do this is where this is you know like in fact it was like what can I do what can I do so I've worked for recruitment agencies I've been good at my job but after like a breakdown and losing family so you know my mental health slipped and there was a period of time it wasn't even long um that I I didn't work and there was a period of time before that prior to that where I hadn't, so as a recruiter, like I know on, on paper, my job hopping doesn't look good, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy, you know? Um, so I took some time out and then I tried to get back into um, a muggle job. Um, the last job that I worked before I started teaching did me dirty. Like I walked out. I, I could have absolutely fucking murdered everyone every member of senior staff in that building I had sales taken away from me um I was told that I could be honest and open with the states of my mental health in private conversations with my line manager only to find that I'd been discussed with other people and yeah um I was told that you know you've got holidays don't worry um, take some time out, um, you know, you're on track, you're on target, you'll be absolutely fine, 
only to then come in one day and find that they had been, I mean, I knew it anyway. They'd been, they'd been wanting to get rid of me for the longest time. I'm very outspoken. Um, I don't like bullying. So, um, yeah, I opened my letter and it was, you've had X amount of days off. I mean, to be fair, I was on probation. It was the first six months, but I wasn't doing well. And I felt as though I'd been led into a false sense of security. So my very last job was dog shit. Um, and I struggled to find a job, uh, and my own money, like I wanted my own money. I didn't want help. I don't want handouts. I don't want my mum to lend me money. I don't want money from my partner. Didn't want my dad to give me money. No one, like I, I wanted my own money and it got to the point where I was like, okay, what can I do? Like what, what can, what can I do? What, what qualities do I have? And I was like, I'm sexy as fuck and I'm good at sales. So I have done an audition before. This isn't my first audition. Um, I was nervous as fuck. Um, and yeah, it was, it, it was a lot because I wasn't very confident. Um, and I, I just didn't think that in terms of my mental health and where I was at, I felt as though putting myself into a situation where people could judge me would really set me back so I I decided that that wasn't you know at that time it wasn't for me so this time around um I saw I went onto Facebook I think it was like two weeks back went onto Facebook and I'd been tagged loads in in a status and it was um obviously I'm gonna not I'm not gonna use names at all because I don't want to incriminate anyone um and I just want to tell the story from my perspective it might have been different for someone else but this is the story from my perspective so I saw it and I'm thinking you know what this could be it for me like it's it's run by black people um queer people so I would feel right at home um but there was just still something holding me back um so I was helping to find people to to um, dance at this event and um, it I, at the very very last minute oh then I had a message from one of the organizers just saying you know is there any chat like thanks so much for sending um, people across um, uh, do you do I know any um, black dancers and I was like I have to fucking represent I need the money and I have to this is my opportunity to just really represent and to really like put myself out there and you know I've gained weight since having baby but I feel my most confident I feel my most beautiful right now even like I'm talking like we've got a six stone weight gain and I feel the most beautiful that I've you know than I've ever felt so I'm like listen my whole vagina has been out in a room full of strangers um I pushed a bit well I didn't push him out but you know um I I just like my pussy is magic my my boobs are fucking delicious and I sparkle and I'm charming and you know what I'm gonna put myself forward I'm gonna represent for the fat bitches and I'm gonna fucking do this so I messaged a friend who is also a stripper um, but obviously hasn't worked for um, since um, lockdown. So I thought perfect opportunity for to make money and we can be together. And we there's someone else who, who had gone for the audition um, who was also um, an active stripper, obviously before club shut down. So I knew that they were doing it. Um, 
And you know what was really, really nice? Sorry to go off track. What was really, really nice is I had um, two messages from, from friends. Um, I don't want to use names. I really want to because I want you to know that these people are wonderful, but I don't want to do it without their consent. Um, so two two friends who are um, sex workers and they were like, Beans, are you doing this event on this date? And I was like, no, like, I'm ju- I'm, I can't, I don't think I can put myself out there. Like, I'm, I just, I feel confident and I'm in a great, great headspace. However, if someone says something, I can't lie, it is going to knock my confidence. And the advice I was given and the way that they spoke about me was just, first of all, to give give the advice based on their experience is, again, it's, it's, a, it's a gem. It's a, it's a golden nugget. And that alone was just fucking beautiful like just just so beautiful um and that's why if you don't have sex workers in your circle of friends like what is what's going on with you hon um because like why am I so emotional today what is happening so yeah anyway and um, the messages were lovely um and they really, really helped. So I messaged my friend, like, shall we do it? We need the money. It's been locked down. Um, I'm tired of all this virtual stuff that I'm doing and I'm ready to go and, you know, do my thing. Um, so she was like, this was like th- on a Monday. So she was like, yeah, when are you going for your audition? So I was like, well, I'm probably going to go on Wednesday. So I didn't hear anything. And then I got a message back, oh, I'm going tonight. So I literally had a few hours to sort the kid out and sort my hair out, find an outfit uh, and just psych myself up. I was nervous. Like my stomach was in knots for hours, like the whole time. So anyway, um, sorted everything out, got ready. Um, I did my makeup as best as I could with the time that I had um I looked cute not gonna lie um my outfit was cute um I did wear a pair of safety knickers though because I didn't have time to remove any of my hair like where was I gonna get a wax at like that time and be there on time so didn't remove any of my hair but you know it is what it is um so I wore a pair of safety knickers and then um we get there and we're both nervous she hasn't stripped for ages so she's like I don't think I can do it I've lost my confidence I'm like bitch you are hot like you can fucking do this like you are so fucking sexy and I think for her it was just more so obviously there's a difference um she was saying that in clubs all she does gets up on the pole does a little thing and then she's more focused on getting out there and making that money and so for her um, you know, she, she spent a lot of time chatting to people, but she did get on the pole and, and do a thing, but she was kind of worried about her, her movement. I was like, bitch, whatever you do in that club, cause I know you made money. Like whatever you did in that club, just do that tonight. So we get to, um, where we needed to be. And then like we're doing our hair. She's got like good music on. The weather's nice. We're both wearing t-shirt dresses. Um, oh God, it was, it was, it was, it was an experience. We're checking ourselves out in the mirror and then she pulls out a bottle of Remy and I'm like, what? Where the fuck? And no, 
Remy and shot glasses. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? So she's like, one shot, let's just, let's just do it. Dutch courage. I mean, we weren't pissed, but you know, so as a kid, I never knew why in films people did shots to like get themselves geared up. So, but that day, you better believe a bitch, a bitch knew, like I understood exactly why grown ass people did shots, do shots to get themselves in the zone. Like I was buzzing one tiny shot i was like yes i can do this i smell fresh my ass is banging got my shoes in my bag yeah 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 yeah. i can do this i've got fucking drake in my head like i'm just like i'm so ready uh but i was still also really nervous so we get to the venue it was just it was a small little place um in manchester and um we go in and there's two other girls there a few other people quite a few guys which was kind of like "Mm, do they really need to be here Uh, in my experience um from the (laughs) from the two times that i've auditioned before um or gone for a job in a strip club um it's been um it was one person and just maybe a few other girls who who were going for auditions or interviewing for different roles. Um, so I'm like, mm, why is there so many people here? Like, I'm not feeling this. Um, and then I, all of a sudden, like, I just felt good. I got talking to the organizers. They really set my mind at ease. We were having a chat, like it was so lovely. Um, the vibe was right. Everyone was smiling. There were there was black people. Like I felt so comfortable. I felt so so comfortable. Everyone who that I know who is black has a fat person in their family that they fucking adore and love. And they had given me like the one of the organizers was just like you you know you're stunning like we we need people that look like you we want you so um i felt so at ease and then i just got this sudden rush of confidence um so like my confidence was already pretty high but like it was off the scale at this point um so they're having a conversation with two other girls and they were and then i started talking to the other girls and so did my friend and it was just like we'd known each other for the longest time it was I cannot lie, the vibe was was lovely at that point. The vibe was perfect. I was like, of course I can fucking do this. Like, I'm here, I'm listening to the jobs that these other girls have done. We're having a laugh. We're talking about guys. We're slagging guys off. Um, I'm talking about my hairy asshole. Everyone's fucking laughing. It was great. Like, it was fun. So we just got um, a run through of how the night would run, um, how... They, their plans on keeping us safe. Um, there was a mixture of um, sex workers that were going to be at the event. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm not going to go into that in so much detail, but it threw me off. And yeah, that kind of, when I found that out, I was kind of like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into that. Actually, I'm not going to go into that. But yeah, so um, the other girls left and um, 
It was just me and my friend and the organisers and these random guys that I'm guessing owned the venue or had something to do with the event. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if I can't do it in front of them, then I'm not going to be able to do it um, on the night. So, sorry, I had to take another break then. Um, Constant interruptions. So anyway, um, where was I? Yes, there was other guys in the room and I was like, if I can't do it in front of them now, then I'm not going to be able to do it on the night. So it is what it is. Um, and I'm just going to get up and, and do my thing. So I got changed. I was first up because I said to my friend, like, I'll go first. You know, I'm not going to bust out any crazy tricks because I can't. That's not what, like, I, I'm not physically capable of that right now. Um, so just do what I do it's going to be basic but it's going to be beautiful so I went first I chose my song it was long night um long night I think that's what it's called by black I always get that name mixed up six l-a-c-k black I think because I was calling this bitch slack don't even ask do not like I wish I never said that I'm not going to edit it out so yeah, um, that's my jam at the minute. It makes me feel so sexy. Like the rhythm is just perfect. So I got up. Um, oh no, so prior to that, like I was, uh, so once I got undressed, uh, the girls were just like, oh my God, your tits are massive. Oh my God, you've got such a nice ass. And I was like, yeah. And then they, they hadn't seen um, pleasers before. So they were like, you're dancing them. I was like, yeah, like it's, I, I can't dance without them. It just feels really foreign to me. Um, and I just, yeah, I just, I can't dance without my heels. Um, they're made for this. Um, so when I got to have a little chat about the shoes. Um, felt really good. My wig was on good. My hair was long as shit. Um, and the, so I was really worried about the pole. I'm a big bitch. You all know me. You know I'm I'm heavy. So I'm just like, I, after the whole thing, I had a conversation with um, one of my um, stripper friends um, from the, our pole industry. And I realized that as an instructor, obviously in a studio, there are regulations. So health and safety. So I know that I can get on a pole and put all my weight on it and nothing's going to happen. In all the years I've been pole dancing at home and in studios, nothing's ever happened. I'm touching wood because I don't want to jinx myself. So I'm just like <laughs> being me in my heels, looking like a fucking little fuck doll. Um, so... Um, did you use um, a stud detector to put the pole up? Why is it upside down? I can see the thread in the thread. So I'm firing a million questions. Like, and they're like, what? And I'm just like, do you have the key to take it off spin? And they're like, the key. I'm like, oh my God, Beans, like, you sound like, I mean, I didn't want to die. Like, I just wanted to get up and do my thing and feel safe. So they bought up some like toolbox and we were like, oh, it's that one. And then they took it off spin for me. It was hot as well. I was oily, didn't want to slip. Um, so I did my thing and I felt good. I felt really, really good. Um, I didn't do any spins or anything. Um, everyone was stood watching. I just moved how I move. Um, you know, it was on the spot freestyle. 
Um, I did the whole song, uh, which usually I'm at because I was like, I'll just do 45 seconds. Okay, I'll just do a minute. I'll just, you know, like bartering with with how long I'm going to dance for. They were like, no, do the whole song. Um, someone was recording me, which I wasn't entirely comfortable with because I don't know where that video is now, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I did the whole song, felt really good, but... I didn't, because I felt so uncomfortable with the pole, um, in my head, I'm just like, it's going to come out the ground. I didn't do any spins, didn't climb, which I'm fully capable of. Um, but I just thought if, if I fall, I'm going right through this window and I just, yeah, it's going to be on camera. So I'm not going to do that. So I did my thing and I was feeling really, really like just so fucking good, really good. And then they were like, can you just do one spin? And I was like, no, I really don't want to. And they were like, oh, go on, please, just one spin. I was like, no, like this was like back and forth. And then I was like, mm, okay, I'll do it. So I went for a switcheroo, which is, um, I know it as sword spin to attitude. So it's like a quick combo. And it's one of my favorite spins to do because it's impressive and there's not really much to it. And it's fucking sexy. It looks, my body looks beautiful in that spin. And that's what I went to do. But because I still wasn't feeling comfortable, I kind of just hit the floor. And I was like, I didn't even do a proper exit because I didn't want to open my legs because my security knickers had rode like one flap was out. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do, like I did kind of, uh, I don't even know what to call it. I was like, I looked like a farmland animal, like just a fairy tale farmland creature getting out of that. My eyes are shut right now because the stress of remembering how I exited that move, the stress of remembering how I fucking hit the deck um and then like they were cool like I still got like claps I was like that was shit still got claps and stuff but like I noticed the two of the people were kind of laughing and fair enough it was something to laugh at even I was laughing but straight away like I was like no this isn't for me because and, and I don't know why I did that because I was laughing. I made a joke about it. Like I thought it was funny, but I think there was part of me that was actually embarrassed because I'm, I'm, I'm capable of better. Listen, I'm so competitive with myself and I don't want to put shit out into the universe. And looking back at it now, it was an innocent mistake and I shouldn't have like put me off. Um, but it did, it did. And I think their reaction, well, two of the people's reaction really pissed me off so I was like you know what got up um my friend did her thing I was still in high spirits still feeling good still cheering her on um because she looked gorgeous um and then I got dressed and I think they wanted to talk to us um afterwards just to just to let us know like what the script was whether we got the job or not um which we did uh but I was in such a huff like such I had the fucking hump like I was not happy so I felt as though um this the space that I that I, was such a good vibe that I felt so comfortable in I felt as though that energy completely shifted and you know what that's that's so privileged of me because 
in in any situation where you're going for an audition you just fucking get up and you suck it up and you crack on but this is what I'm saying that's how I know it wasn't for me because I wasn't I wasn't ready I felt good and I was happy with my first performance I was happy with the initial audition but like yeah I really really had yeah I took it seriously um and I didn't speak to anyone got dressed left um well I started walking um out and towards towards the car and my friend was just having a conversation um I didn't say bye to anyone which was really fucking rude but you know I was in my feels about about what had happened um so um I got home I explained to my partner what had happened and you know I felt okay about it but it was still playing on my mind a little bit and I was just like where the fuck is that video going you know, they were videoing it, like, where's that, am I gonna be on fucking Worldstar, like, watch this fucking fat bitch fail, and, you know, like, my paranoia was kicking in, and it was a lot, I didn't sleep properly that night, um, but one of the things that I wanted to do was message the organiser and just explain why I acted the way I did, because I think that was a bit out of order, like, you know, in, in the spirit of holding myself accountable as always, like, I could have handled it better, because again, it's an audition and I feel as though I, sh I should have kind of taken it on the chin, but I did, I felt, I didn't feel good. And the reaction that I got from the second, like the spin was like, yeah, I mean, that shit might have been going on when I did the first dance, but because I was so in my zone, like I really didn't care, like, when I dance, I feel like magic, you know, I couldn't see what I was doing, but it felt fucking good, and no, in that moment, that three minutes that that song was on, nobody else was in that room, no one existed, like, it was just me giving off these fucking pheromones and beautiful energy, so yeah, um, I felt a bit, I felt a bit shit, so I apologise, like, uh, you know, that, that was, it was the right thing to do, and and the organizer was so lovely and she was like um yeah like don't worry about it you were so you were good like we really enjoyed it don't worry about it at all see you on Saturday so I was like I still don't know I really I really don't know if I could had I not had fucked up that spin I, I would have done the event um, had I not got the reaction from fucking up that spin, I would have done the event. I, in any environment, need to feel protected. So if I feel as though, you know, I mean that, again, you know, even saying out loud, like shit fucking happens, like get over it. And that was the advice that I was given from my sex worker friends about the whole event. Shit happens, you know, just you know so one piece of advice I was given was um first of all both friends were like I'll fucking fight anyone who says anything about you and I was like you know what these friends no one can ever replace them no one can say anything about them I love them to bits and they were like you know you can create an alter ego um so that if anyone does say anything it's not an attack on you it's you know you can walk out there and you're back to you know the person you are um in your everyday life but it's so hard for me because what I do on the pole is me so I I think with practice and with time if I was 
to ever find myself in that situation again, which I probably will because I've always wanted to to do it. And again, like I I need the extra cash, like nowhere's gonna hire me now after such a long time. So, you know, I don't wanna do it as a as a fad. I don't wanna take up space and then, you know, be like, oh, well, you know, this isn't for me. And I know that's how normal jobs work and other jobs work. But I think given the time and everything that's going on, I don't wanna take up space that's not meant for me. So this was, you know, the perfect opportunity for me to see, um, you know, how how I how I dealt with, with being in, in that environment. Um, so afterwards, I had a really lovely conversation with um, one of my stripper friends and it was really, really nice. Like, I love that we can just be completely honest with one another. And um, we we spoke about the event. And I was really, like, again, I don't really want to get into it too much. Um, but I really felt as though it wasn't the right environment for that person. And that sounds really fucking like, who the fuck am I to tell anyone that they shouldn't be, you know, working at at that event? But based on my experience and my knowledge of of certain things, I had to be honest with that person, and you know, just let them know what the script was. And I was like, if you want to do it, um, you know, first of all, I apologize for for first of all, you know, projecting my insecurities on her. Like she's got money to make. So, but what I didn't want to do was put, like, I, I told her about that event. So I would have felt so responsible if anything would have happened to her. So I apologize for putting my securities on her because that's not, that wasn't my intention. I was really coming from a place of, of love. I've got so much love for this little soul. I, I adore the bones off her body. So what I did say was, if you still want to go ahead and do it, then I'm coming with you. I'm not going to work it, but I'll be there. Or at the very least, here's my address and, you know, we'll we'll get, if anything, we'll get you an Uber, I'll get to the venue, I'll get you out of there and you come back to mine and, you know, anything, anything to make, to make you feel safe. Um, because that was one of the things, like, I, I personally didn't feel safe. So what I'll do is I will have a conversation with, um, uh, a sex worker about underground events because again it's not my place to have this conversation and to speak on this because this is one experience I've had just one in you know it one out of one and I've, I've got I've got friends who have probably been through this a lot more than me so you know I can I can I can kind of see this becoming a bit of an issue as time goes on and this is why we have to do the most to keep the clubs open because like I I felt unsafe um and that's that's on me that's entirely on me um I think and I'm not saying that this event and the organizers were doing that like but I feel now that clubs are closing, there are going to be people who are seeing dollar signs and they're going to want to capitalize on the plight of others. Like, you, you, where else are you going to work? All the clubs are shut, come and work my event. And, you know, but that being said, after having a conversation with my friend, we both realized our privileges of, of you know, um, 
again, I don't want to get into it because I don't want to speak on someone else's behalf. I can speak on my behalf and I can be completely honest in saying that I saw, after having a conversation with with my friend, she was saying, you know, well, in all honesty, Beans, I've worked at clubs where, you know, security don't do shit. Um, if anything happens, you know, the, the cameras aren't working. And that was my privilege. I saw my privilege as a person who's been able to choose what they do within the realms of sex work to make extra money you know like I could I can pick and choose because because of my situation you know there are people that are happy to help me out with money and you know like I do have a family who are you know who who are gonna help to pay my bills and make sure that you know I don't go without so that that is very much a privilege and we had such a wonderful conversation about that and she saw her privileges of you know being middle class and white in and going into um an event that's run by black people in a black space and it's so important to be able to have those conversations and without that without that conversation I would have never seen that you know, um, or maybe I would have, but it was nice to have a conversation with someone who was able to be open with me and discuss their life as a stripper and their issues and their problems and how we can work to fix it. And it was, it was a, it was a nice conversation. And, um, yeah, I think that whole experience for me is, would I audition again? Yes. But, uh, again, like I'm just very conscious of taking up space, um, and with everything that's going on, you know, I think there are other things that I can do to help um, with the club closures, and I think I'd I'd probably rather be on that side of things, um, helping to um, you know sign petitions, and maybe kind of. I don't know, I'd like to be involved in somehow in regulating certain underground events or I don't know, I don't know because again, like you just, I just need to really be mindful of what's my, you know, is this my place? Should I really be doing this? Um, but I do know that the there are things that I can do with my, sorry, so my oven decides to beep now. Um, let me just stop that. I'm not even going to edit this out. Trash life. Yeah, there are things that I can do um, to, to to maybe make things things better. And I don't want people to listen to this and kind of judge me based on what you heard because I can honestly tell you that this is probably... Um, 25% of, excuse me, bear burps, 25% of what I really wanted to say. Um, I have to think about myself and my family and my friends and my, my child, you know, so the, this is, I don't think we've even scratched the surface of, of, of who I, who I am in, in that sense of things um I'm happy no I'm not happy to answer questions don't dm me um but yeah so 
I'm going to close this episode with um, how you can help and some, you know, uh, I've been approached by the wonderful Misty and Gemma Rose to perform at Naughty Northies on Saturday at 8pm. So this is a virtual event and it's a sex worker led event and it's uh the lineup is sex workers and sex worker allies and the 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 money made from this event will be going towards helping keeping black blackpool club blackpools god damn it god damn it blackpools clubs open strip clubs open to be absolutely very specific um if you can attend, that would be fantastic. I think at this point, there's only 17, t- 17 tickets left. They've probably gone by now. Um, you can also pay a little extra. So a sex worker can attend the event. You can, I think you can purchase a recording. There's going to be a raffle. There's tons of prizes um, from some really, really good uh organizations and instructors from the most amazing people in our community in our industry um i think it's really really important that if you don't know what you can do to help our sex workers and strippers with the club closures uh then attend this event attend events as always take the classes um purchase raffle tickets and you know you will be getting something in return so it's not as if you're just donating you know which you know it's hard we're just all getting back to work and stuff but you know um just think about how you could be changing someone's life um literally literally changing someone's life um our sex workers depend on these clubs and that income and that space to do their thing it's so so important that we we do the most so i said yes obviously because again without our sex workers we would not have this gift um and I treasure this gift so much. So yeah, that is Naughty Northies on Saturday the 5th. Starts at 8pm. You can purchase tickets from at Misty. Most of the performers, I need to add the ticket link to my bio. Um, most of the performers have got ticket links in their bio. Like I said, tickets are going really, really quickly. If you can make it, great. I think you can purchase the recording. But yeah, um, I would also advise following Mr. and Gemma Rose. Um, and I would also advise following um, Misty's account, um, which is the... Um, I've written this down because I always get abbreviations wrong. So NSWC um i will add a link in the description uh i have been i was going to sign off then but i feel like i've probably got more to say um yeah like thank you so much for listening it's really really good to be back i hope that you took some stuff away from this episode as always um like i said um you know, I'm being as honest as I can about my experiences and things that are really personal to me. So it's important that you don't listen to this with, with judgy, judgy hats on because, um, because of safety and 
the rest of it, you know, I've not really scratched the surface with, with my experiences. Um, but I, you know, maybe at some point I'll feel confident enough to, to delve a little deeper. Um, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. If you listen to this on Friday today, um, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I hope to see you at the virtual showcase. I'm sending so much love in abundance. You, as always, you are magic. You are beautiful, radiant, stunning. And oh my God, oh my God. Sorry, before I go, I just wanted to do a huge, huge shout out. Ew. Well, not really a shout out, but Instagram has pronouns. So had I released an, this episode when it was supposed to go out, it would have not been old news. But please, if you don't have your pronouns in your um, bio on Instagram, please add your your pronouns. This is, if you're, you know, to, we want to be the best allies and this really helps protect our people um this helps people to do better and it helps stop those fucking idiots who are like oh my god like I don't get it it's too hard just ask just ask it's always been that simple just ask um but yeah um please add your pronouns if you want um you know that's entirely up to you but yeah I'm gonna go now and have my dinner baked potato mm. yum, 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 yum. Uh, stay beautiful you are magic i love you so much and keep it filthy Mwah! Thank you for tuning in to episode 10 of Filthy Friday Foreplay. It feels brilliant to be back. As always, if you'd like to show your support to Filthy Friday and stay up to date with events, you can catch us on Instagram at pdfilthyfriday. You'll be the first to hear about Filthy Friday events. You'll also have the opportunity to get to know some of the delicious humans who make our community what it is. Next week, I'll be talking all things pride with my bestie, Jen. We'll be just discussing sexuality, coming out, holding spaces in large organisations for BPOC people and how we found comfort, joy and friendship in our favourite communities. And finally, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram via my main account, link in the description. See you next week.